Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. We will get to basketball here in just a second, but the news of the day, even though uh, the basketball game did happen, and I know basketball is on a lot of your minds, is the transfer portal pickups on the offensive line for Ole Miss football. They are big literally big in stature, and they are two gigantic pickups when it comes to positions of need, experience, all of that good stuff. So we're going to get to that, again, plus hoops, uh, on today's edition of the Rebel Report. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are here. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. So I believe Neil McCready was first on this. If I am incorrectly attributing that, please forgive me. But I do believe that uh, that he was first. If uh, if not, again, please forgive me. Um, the the Washington guards who are visiting Ole Miss this week, Nate Kaleppo and Julius Bulo, I believe is how you say his last name, uh, have both committed to Ole Miss. Uh, everybody's ears perked up when Lane Kiffin tweeted a double shark because he's now getting in on the shark game, apparently along with Pete Golding for offensive players. And, uh, and most people did the math. One plus one equals two sometimes. And if Lane Kiffin is tweeting two shark emojis like Pete Golding does, and you have two offensive linemen visiting Ole Miss, again, one plus one equals two. Uh, later, it came out that they did uh, commit to Ole Miss. So they're both guards. They both started at guard for Washington. Uh, the, the country's best offensive line or at least they won the award for the country's best offensive line. Obviously, you guys are aware that Washington made the national championship game. Uh, they were really, really good up front, and both of these guys, again, were starters. Kaleppo started all 15 games. Uh, Bulo was uh, injured, so missed a few games, but was a regular starter on that offensive line. Uh, Kaleppo is 6'6", 325. Bulo is 6'8", 315. They are... Massive. And, I mean, the, the Ole Miss offensive line physically is going to look different uh, th- this year as opposed to last year. They've added size on top of everything else already. But uh, the, the butterfly effect uh, of Nick Saban's retirement has completely and totally benefited uh, Ole Miss here. Obviously, Nick Saban leaves. Kalen DeBoer leaves Washington, goes to Alabama. These guys are able to put themselves in the transfer portal. And uh, Ole Miss came calling, and they found a home and it's a big pickup for for a lot of reasons. I mean, I know there was, and we've talked about it before, but I just, I I so strongly disagree with the line of thinking. And I don't know how many people actually thought this, but there was a line of thinking that um, they didn't really need to add on the interior of the offensive line. And and I could not possibly disagree with that more. Uh, They had, they had no choice but to get better uh, on the inside. I mean, unless, you know, their, their ceiling, 
or the goal is to win the Music City Bowl, in, in which case, sure, that, that's fine. Then, then they would have been good with what they had. But uh, if you agree with this or you disagree with this um, or, or somewhere in between, and I know you know you guys are mostly, uh, almost all of you are Ole Miss fans, although we do have uh, fans of other schools that listen to this on occasion as well. But um, Lane Kiffin and that staff and that team thinks that they can compete for a national championship. They think that they have the ability to do that. And if they were going to achieve that goal, they had to get better on the interior and and at tackle as well, but that's already been taken care of. They had to get better on the interior of the offensive line. If they were just to run it back with what they had after suffering some losses there as well uh, due to eligibility, they had to get better there. They had no other option but to work the portal hard and get help. And they were able to get help, not just from guys that you know have experience, but, but these were two guys that were instrumental in Washington's run to the national championship game. Uh, th- these are guys that uh, the, the, the stats say are excellent at what they do. Again, this, was, this is, what, 40% of the country's best offensive line and experienced starters at this level. And... You could not come up with an adjective that would be too strong to describe how big of pickups these guys are. This makes now the offensive line a unit that you can win championship-level games with. Will it be the best offensive line in the SEC? Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. And you can scheme around offensive line issues anyway. But when you've got Micah Pettis, if if he returns back healthy from injury— uh, the way everybody expects him to, if he continues what he was playing like before the injury at right tackle, if Diego Pounds gives you his ceiling at left tackle coming over from North Carolina, uh, you've got Jerquan Scott, uh, and of course you have some returning guys uh, on the interior as well. But adding these two guys with that group of transfers, plus you know what you have returning to the team as well for depth pieces and rotational pieces, this now is an offensive line with a ceiling that can take this offense to a championship. That conversation wasn't realistic, in my opinion, without knowing what they were going to do on the offensive line. They have now uh, made sure that Michael Pettis is secured and coming back. Uh, to this point, um, Williams has not hit the portal, so that's a big help. But they added uh, Jerquan Scott on the interior with, what is it, 34 games played at the, the Division One level, very experienced guy, does not give up pressures like ever. You've added a super experienced left tackle with an extremely high pass blocking grade, and now you've added two guards from the national the, from the team that went fourteen and one and went to the national championship. Of all the hype around the portal guys with Juice Wells and Walter Nolan and, and Uman Mielin, and trust me, all of those guys are very important. You'll hear more about that. Uh, on the live chat Thursday night, and and you'll hear about that because I'm going to talk about whether or not Ole Miss has a championship-caliber roster now. But th- these guys are not going to get the fanfare because the offensive line never gets the fanfare. But these pickups are vital to a championship run if they're going to make one. They had to get these guys. They could not go in with the status quo and not only did they not do that, but they did that with these caliber of guys. They're huge pickups. And um, offensively, now they still, I think they need to add a running back. And 
after that, they are as complete as an Ole Miss offense has been in the modern era. At least on paper, anyway. So, uh, cannot be overstated how big those pickups are. We'll talk hoops after I tell you. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Uh, Check them out online. I butchered that. Let me try that again. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website if you're in the market for office technology. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, uh, whatever the case may be, if it's tech, if it's in the office and your Mississippi business needs it, absms.com, Advantage Business Systems, has you covered. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They have 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. Bank with me at Priority One Bank. They make me their priority. I feel like family every time I walk in there. They remember my name. They know my son's name uh, because they make me their priority, just like they will you at Priority One Bank. And now to basketball, where Ole Miss just uh, absolutely flat out kicked the you-know-what out of Arkansas. I I mean, Ole Miss, and this is a good win for obvious reasons. Winning a conference game by almost 30 is obviously a good win, but it's the way they went about beating Arkansas that's impressive to me. This is not a particularly good Arkansas team. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, after they beat Duke, they've fallen off a cliff. So it was a game that they had to win, and they won it, but the way they did it was particularly impressive tonight. They uh, came out locked in, ready to play, jumped on Arkansas early, and really never relinquished. Arkansas went on a little mini run uh, there right in the second half of the first half, if that makes sense, Uh, but then Ole Miss made a couple of shots. I think Brakefield had a big and one, and then the distance grew, and then it grew and grew and grew some more in the second half. So uh, again, Arkansas is not particularly good. They had to win this game if they were going to continue having a season that will end in the NCAA tournament. Arkansas's metrics are not particularly good. You couldn't really afford to lose this game at home if you were going to be a tournament team. But again, the way they went about winning this game uh, was particularly impressive. Although, we need to figure out, by the way, how uh, you can hypnotize an entire basketball team. Hypnotize an entire basketball team. Because if Chris Beard could just get a a way for his team to think that every building that they play in is the pavilion, they would win so many basketball games. The, The difference between road and home... Is, uh, is remarkable, and, and that's typical in college basketball. It is hard to win on the road. Good teams lose on the road all the time. It does happen, but everything about what they do looks different, how comfortable they are, the, the offense, the passing, the shot making, everything, everything is better at home uh, compared to what it's like when they are on the road. Uh, it, it blows my mind. I, I don't quite understand it, honestly. Uh, I mean, again, I know it's difficult to win on the road in basketball, but how different they look is uh, is truly shocking. But today was a uh, obviously a, a good day for Ole Miss because they did win and they were at home. Here's some box score stuff. Um, Jalen Murray is th- – this is what we talked about after the, the Auburn game. He needs to take the most shots on the team. Either him or Morrell need to take the most shots on the team. He had 21 points tonight. He was a plus 31, uh, but he also distributed the basketball well. He had three assists. 
was three of six from three-point land, eight of 15 from the field, 21 points on 15 shots. Again, 15 shots, the most on the team. That That is the recipe for Ole Miss's offensive success when he and Morrell are not only creating for themselves, but being created for. Morrell had 18 points on 7 of 13. He was 2 of 4 from three-point land, added uh, four rebounds and a couple of assists to no turnovers uh, as well for him. Uh, you had a a good night from Flanagan, although you know he's 5 of 12 from the field, so not the most efficient night from him, but he had 11 rebounds, three assists as well, only turned it over once. Uh, Jamin Brakefield also had double-digit points. He had 11 tonight. Um, was one of five from three, so he was uh, three of five from not the three-point range tonight. Made both of his free throws, had uh, four rebounds himself. Uh, I, I thought Cissé and Sharp were uh, were good and effective. Uh, neither of them really helped all that much in scoring, although Sharp was four for four from the field. Cissé only had a couple of points, but Cissé had seven boards. Uh, Sharp had three, uh, excuse me, five boards. Uh, Ole Miss was what? Plus, oh gosh, I can't do math. Plus 15 in, in rebounding margin. They had a ton of offensive rebounds. Uh, they had 17 assists on just nine turnovers. They forced 14 Arkansas turnovers. So they were more physical than the Hogs. They out rebounded the Hogs. There very was more energy from the Ole Miss team. Uh, again, 16 offensive rebounds for Ole Miss, 17 second-chance points. Um, Arkansas actually outscored the Ole Miss bench, but 15 bench points is a lot better than the nine they got uh, at Auburn. But Ole Miss uh, did, did a really good job not just shooting the basketball tonight, but they uh, were able to really get and attack the basket uh, tonight. Ole Miss had, what, 38 points in the paint, uh, so they're really able to um, attack downhill uh, Morell did it a couple of times. Uh, Flanagan did it a couple of times. Brakefield did it a couple of times. Where they just they were able to get downhill. There were a couple of design sets uh, to get uh, Morell and Brakefield going downhill at the basket. Ole Miss was really really good there. Uh, again, they were seven of nineteen from three. That's thirty seven percent. That's a, a perfectly perfectly good number. Forty seven percent from the field uh, to Arkansas's thirty three from the field and twenty three percent from three. Ole Miss's defensive activity was really good. Arkansas was really sloppy with the basketball. Again, 14 turnovers for Arkansas. They were sloppy with the basketball. And, and Ole Miss capitalized on those. 22 points off of turnovers for uh, for Ole Miss tonight. So it was a complete performance from this Ole Miss team. They were good defensively, only giving up 51 points in a conference game is, uh, is quite good. Uh, they shot the ball not as well as they have this season, but certainly well enough to win, no doubt. Made 80% of their free throws. Didn't get to the line that much, although they were attacking uh, the the basket a lot. But uh, they scored from outside. They scored from inside. They had a balanced scoring night. Four different guys in double figures. And Sharp was just one point away from being in double figures as well. Protected the basketball. Played with energy. And now they're back in the tournament conversation. They should be. Uh, back on the right side of the bubble, they were either one of the first four teams out or the last four teams in, depending on what bracketology you looked at. So uh, this win's not going to propel them uh, into anything just yet, simply because they, uh, the, the metrics for Arkansas, again, not particularly good, if we're being quite honest. But uh, this is a win that keeps that conversation going. Now they got to go find a way to steal one on the road. That's the next thing that this team's got to figure out how to do is can they uh, 
somehow find a way to steal a road game because if they can, if this can travel, uh, they're certainly making the tournament. But for now, uh, they've got uh, an important uh, home game. The next home game, anyway, with Mississippi State is uh, is vital. Uh, that that'll be a quad one opportunity against uh, a, certainly a beatable Mississippi State team. But can they go to College Station on Saturday night? and steal a road win to really start making this NCAA tournament conversation um, very, very real. It already is, but making it something uh, where we're talking about seeding as opposed to uh, just being on the bubble. I know there's a long way to go. Uh, I mean, they still have to play Auburn and Oxford. they got to go to Columbia, which is now going to be a bear. They have to go to Lexington. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't get any easier uh, for Ole Miss here moving forward, but uh, a big opportunity and a big chance for them on Saturday, but that was set up by a really complete performance tonight. So really good win. Uh, kicked Arkansas's, you know what, got to be hard to, to be an Arkansas fan right now. But came out, punched him in the mouth, didn't let go. A, a very good maturity win uh, for Ole Miss tonight after a couple of frustrating losses on the road. So we'll uh, we'll be back with a live stream on Thursday. We'll talk about the new... Portal editions at length with you guys in the live chat talking about Ole Miss football's roster, if it's championship caliber yet, and if not, what are they missing and more. Be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, um, it is late. I'm going to go to bed, and I will talk to you guys uh, tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.